we recording? <laughs> Wait, is this thing on? Seriously. Am I recording? <laughs> You're listening to Let's Get Into It, a podcast designed to help you in your life and in your business. My name is Bree Marie and I'm your host. You might have stumbled upon my blog, livingbreely.com, or taken one of my online courses, or maybe you're just learning about my work for the first time. As a business strategist, course creator, and a seasoned blogger, I've had the opportunity to sit down with number one best-selling authors, world-class experts, coaches, healers, and other online entrepreneurs who are super excited to share with you their stories, learning lessons they've had along the way, and how they continue to strive on making an impact in our world. Each week, I want to bring you two episodes full of tangible and actionable steps to inspire you to have an impactful, sustainable, and purpose-driven life and business. So let's get into it. Hello, welcome back to the show. It's another episode of Let's Get Into It. I'm sorry that my intros are so bad. I was listening to a couple of my old episodes, you know, because I just wanted, really wanted to humble myself and realize that, wow, I'm not really great um, at podcasting sometimes. And I kept, every time I would have a guest on, I'd like, we'd talk about the weather. So apparently I'm like one of those annoying people who like wants to start like every conversation talking about the weather. (laughs) Um... You guys, I can't believe that we're like 60 episodes deep at this point. Like 63, 64. Um, we're almost at 100. And I'm thinking of doing something cool for like the 100th episode. Like maybe a giveaway of some stuff. Um, maybe like, whoa, accidentally turned on my music. Um, I was thinking about doing a giveaway with maybe some... Things that I use, like I was thinking maybe I'd give away some essential oil, like a little gift goodie basket. Like, I don't know. What are you guys interested in? Like, I use pretty much <laughs> like the same things um, every day as far as like I always have a notebook. I have these really, okay, I don't know if you guys are office supply people, but like pens, I can't do anything without a good pen. It will change your life. Okay, Brie here in post-editing. I made this, I was listening to this, and it sounds like I'm saying that I'm going to give you guys, like, used products, like, products that I've already used. They will be brand new. (laughs) Not, like, a used notebook and, like, used pens and used essential oils. Just thought I would clarify that. Okay, thank you. So I was thinking maybe I'd do, like, throw in a pack of pens and essential oil, um, a notebook, some lotion, I don't know, lotions and potions, creams and dreams. One of my old bosses used to say that. He's like, we're not selling lotions and potions, creams and dreams. He didn't even have an accent. I don't know why I just did that. But anyway, <laughs> today's guest, her name is Connie Knudsen. I hope I pronounced her last name correctly. I'm really bad at pronouncing last names, but I saw her she did a live Facebook um a Facebook live in my friend 
Linda Clay, who was also on the podcast. Linda Clay has a Facebook group, and Connie was one of the guests in the Facebook group, and I thought she was just really interesting to talk about. Uh, to like to listen to and to learn from she is a master of feng shui and she does so many other things which you'll learn about more on the podcast when you listen to it but she like really brought it to this podcast with some like statistics and stuff to help you guys with your own environment so that it's nice and clean and gets you good energy good chi moves the energy throughout your home one of the statistics that she brings up in the podcast is that 33% of your in, of your success is a product of your environment. What? 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 33%? That's huge. So we talk about that and she gives you tips on what to have in your office or if you work from home like me who are like I have a pseudo dining room living room situation set up so she gave me some tips and advice it's just a really good episode and I think you guys are going to love it actually I know you guys are going to love it and I'm so excited for you to hear it as an amateur feng shui person I talked about this in in the podcast but Growing up, my mom had this, like, coffee table book, you know, like, the ones that, like, no one reads. They're literally just there as decoration. So she had one as a feng, a feng shui book. And so I've always known a little bit about it because, you know, I would, like, wasn't allowed to play in the living room. So I would, like, read books. Like, come on. I'm so... <laughs> My mom was not setting me up to, like, be a normal child. She'd be like, you need to read. Okay, I wasn't even allowed to watch Spongebob, but that's a whole other conversation. Um, She had this feng shui book, and I remember being like, okay, I'll just, like, read this book because at least it's, like, all pictures. (laughs) And not a lot of words. And so, yeah, that is the extent of my knowledge of feng shui is from this coffee table book that was, like, probably from TJ Maxx for, like, 10 bucks. Um, But I totally believe in it, and I'm so grateful that Connie was ready and willing, (laughs) ready and willing to come on the podcast and talk about it with you guys. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I will see you, or not see you, I will, you will hear me. (laughs) I am a mess today, okay? Easter was Sunday. I feel like today's Thursday. I'm a little bit off. Um, but I will see you guys back here on Friday for a new episode. Be kind, be well, be grateful. Love you, mean it. Bye. Hi, Connie. How are you? Great. Hi, Bree. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. It was just Easter yesterday, so just kind of, I have a ham hangover. Um, <laughs> so just kind of getting back into it. But thank you so much for being here today. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's, yeah. it's a privilege to be here. Oh, you're so sweet. So Connie is, Connie, tell everyone what you do, because I think it's really interesting. Well, I, I help um, small business owners uh, and women entrepreneurs especially. I help them to attract financial abundance 
and attract their goals and dreams, but um, I do it energetically. And it's through an ancient uh, Chinese system called feng shui. And yes. it's with energy and energy flow in a room or an office uh, or even the business itself looking for how we can lift up the energy and help the person um, to attract what they really want uh, in their life or in their business. That is so cool. So I was telling Connie that growing up, my mom had, you know, like one of those coffee table books um, about feng shui. And as like a little kid, I was just like curious because it had, it was like more pictures than it was words. So I was like, oh, cool. Like it's like a picture book. So I'd always like flip through it. So I've always been aware of feng shui. And I don't think my mom was like, really big into it like there were some things where she was like oh let's not put that there like that's gonna block the like the energy so I kind of always grew up around this kind of stuff but I'm not like super well versed in it so why explain what feng shui is like I know it's an ancient practice but as far as like what is what does it actually do well um there are natural energies on the earth um well let me start by saying this that that the chinese observed how energy flowed um in their uh, in, in their environment um and the the wealthy and wanted to keep their wealth so they kept these uh these strategies secret for thousands of years they've been doing it for thousands of years so um according to what I understand is that there's different kinds of fortune in this world and the environment accounts for 33%, the way the energy flows and it's from the earth itself. It's not some, something made up. It's, it's actually the, the way the energy flows on the earth. Um, it accounts for 33% of a person's good fortune. Our, our human, our human luck, it counts for another 33%. That's our good works, our good thoughts, the law of attraction, where we think, you know, about attracting the things, just being a good person and sending out good vibes and um, trying to be kind to people. All of that is another 33%. And um, it's also um, your education and, and the things you do to improve yourself. So that's all the other 33%. And then the, the other 33%, the, the, the final would be your um, inherit, what you inherited from your parents, your biology, where you were born and your parents and all that. But 33% is quite a bit. Yeah, uh, I was going to say. <laughs> quite a bit. What well, You can just stack the deck in your favor. That's the way I look at it. it. You can either say it doesn't work or you can stack the deck in your favor and just make things flow. Uh, a bit easier than they would otherwise if you didn't have that knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally believe in that. And you were talking to, on our previous call, a little bit about the energy of the earth, which I thought was really interesting. And you were saying there was different like locations, right? Or am I, where the energy is a little bit stronger or like pulling a bit more or am I like totally off there? 
there are there are places in the earth and they can be found um they they have um a different pole and they and they and it, like in the ancient times the people would the the clergy and the people who built like churches and spiritual buildings they knew about this and they knew where to build their their where to build um um a church or where to because the natural energy would pull people up and there are there are special places that that actually you can feel more of a spiritual vibration um there's a mountain i don't remember which well, there's a mountain in um in oregon no no it's california that where where people go there for retreats because there's such a spiritual energy um if your house happens to be on one of these special places it can actually cause you to become so um, pulled into the spiritual realm that you can't. I, I can. T I can share a story here that you can't. Yes, please do. On on, um, on working, there was a woman who who um, it, she had. It's called a ley line, and and she she had her house focusing that way, and she was always into to personal development. Took course after course after course. But she, she never worked, and her mother was supporting her, and she just couldn't get out of that vibration um, of, of always wanting. To, and she wanted things to change, but she just couldn't. It was just the energy was too strong, pulling her up to more self-improvement, more self-improvement. And so Marie, Marie Diamond, my, my teacher, she's a, a world-renowned feng shui expert, feng shui master. Well, she uh, saw what was going on, and she... Um, did some you can there's a way to change slightly the 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 compass direction because it we we base on compass direction where the house is facing and her house was facing um, a ley line and so so she changed she changed the um, the direction of the house and then she was able after I don't know how many years I mean <laughs> over 10 years that she'd not been able to to support herself because she was always trying to do self-improvement. Well, changing it, she was able to get a job and start supporting herself for the first time. So it, it really has a profound effect on us. Um, most examples are not that, that extreme because that's unusual to have a house facing that way, but it can happen. There's place, um, places like Stonehenge in, in um, Great Britain. They have those... those uh, stone figures where where they it, it, it was perfectly aligned and it was, has a spiritual energy as well. Yeah, I think that that is so that fascinates me. Like the extent of how energy moves. Um, so, as I was telling Connie, a huge percentage of the audience for the podcast are female entrepreneurs. And I want to like, if you have some tips or tricks on how they can be more intentional with their space to make up for that 33% of, you know, their successes is equated to their environment. So what are some things that like we should do as far as like our desk or where we're like working or anything that you can give us? Oh uh, yeah, sure. Um, 
the if you have a home office, it, um, it, it kind of depends whether you're working from your dining room table or whether you have an actual home office. Um, if you have a home office, the guidance is, is very similar, but you face the door. The chi the, the comes in through the, through the door, so you should face the door with your desk or at least be able to see the door um, so that you will be able to receive the incoming chi. Now there's other details about that where you might need to face slightly different, um, but the general direction is the door. Now if you're, in your, uh, if you're working from your living room or something like that, you should face the front door or you'll be able to see the front door. Um, and keep the doorway and the entrance clean, clear and clean, um, so that when you, when you um, walk in, when you open the door, you don't see uh, shoes on the floor, for example, or you, you have a place to put shoes because leaving shoes on the door, on the floor near a door, it, it will, it pulls down your energy. And there's even some stories about where people feel like they're being walked on or they're being, they're not being respected. The shoes on the floor near the door will do that. That is so interesting because growing up, my, my like um, in a lot of Asian households, my dad's Asian, you have to take off your shoes when you come in the house. And so I've like literally just out of habit, I never wear shoes, <laughs> but I leave them kind of like in the kitchen doorway area. So I'm totally going to move my shoes. <laughs> no. The kitchen doorway. Well, <clears throat> well, it's like when you walk into my apartment, there's like the door and then right off to the left-hand side. Yeah. Left-hand side is the kitchen is the entrance to the kitchen. And then it like opens up to the living room and dining room area. Mm -hmm. So I always like to work in the living room area, um, but I'm like, like I was telling Connie, I'm like very intentional. Like when I'm done for the day, like working, I need to put my things away. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a very good practice to clean up um, your work area. A person, well, let me just say this about the shoes. Putting your shoes in the kitchen is not such a bad thing, but I, I think as a general practice, it's better to have something put your shoes in, a closet or a little box where you can sit down, a little bench where you can sit down and change them. Um, but, but clearing up the clutter in your office is always a good idea. Not, not everybody is in the kitchen or dining room, but they should, by the end of the day, clean up the clutter because that has effect on your brain it changes your brain waves there's some scientific studies out there that if you see clutter it actually lowers your brain wave to a to a lower level and you can't function as well so um cleaning up the clutter both on your desktop and around like your your desk is very important um, to do at the end of the day either at the end of the day or at the beginning of the, the previous day uh, the, the day that you're starting make sure everything is clean because that will affect the way you can concentrate during that day and it's um and I don't remember yeah yeah no I um especially with the podcast right like I have a mic 
and everything a microphone and I like if I'm not podcasting I put my microphone away and it's kind of a hassle you have to like unplug it and there's like a cord and like you know it's not like the easiest thing to do but it's like I don't know I just don't like I've been like this my whole life <laughs> like I always thought I was like oh I'm a little OCD or weird but like I have to have a clean space when I'm working mm-hmm. um and you know because I do work from home like I don't want my space to be like all work and I never feel like I can relax like that's what I notice it's like if I don't clean up when I'm done working for the day I never get out of that work mode and so I always put away like my notebooks and my you know my microphone or my pens that I use and stuff my calendar like I put all all of that has a place um when I'm done working and that kind of helps me with that transition from like I'm working and working 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 to like okay now I'm just like being Brie and doing what I would do as a normal human being (laughs) kind of thing right so um so go ahead no that's great I was I was just tell me what you were going to ask because I was going to add something else but um Um, oh no I don't (laughs) I don't remember what I was going to ask. What were you going to add? Well, um, I was going to talk a little bit about colors. Oh, yes. There, there are um, 24 quantum colors that each one has an energetic vibration. And by working with the colors, um, you can I, – I do this every – Every month, because I get the information, but every month there's a different flow, and and I use the colors to enhance like a weaker area or to activate like if there's an abundance um, energy that's flowing through a certain area, I can I can activate that a little bit more. And the colors, um, I'm going to just give you a couple of examples. The color royal blue stands for power. And protection um, if well okay we said that we need to face the the front door mm-hmm. that's a power position but that uh, that um, that co- that royal blue color can also be used to enhance your your feeling of power you want to feel empowered not power over anybody but empowered in your own life empowered in your business to make a difference in the world so so the, the color royal blue, there's a meditation that I do that um, helps you feel empowered just through the meditation. But that's, um, that, that's that example. Another example would be the color rose. And the color rose represents um, love, a love and support of the universe. So putting... Everybody has four, their four directions. I, I, I skipped that part at the beginning. Everybody is born with four good directions, one for success, one for health, one for wisdom, and one for relationships. So in your relationship direction, if you want to attract um, a partner you, or improve your romance, you would put um, items, you would put a strong rose-colored um, Maybe a fabric, maybe just a few items, maybe things in pairs, but you'd put it in your in your relationship direction to help you to attract um, romance or improve personal relationships. So that's those are two examples, and a third example that I like to use because 
we were talking about um, decluttering. And sometimes people have trouble decluttering. So the, co the color violet and the color lavender. Um, I, I like to use lavender essential oils to help declutter, but using the color lavender um, <coughs> helps to put you in, um, to free your mind. It helps, it's the symbol of release. So you want to release things. You can wear something of lavender color as you're decluttering. You can put lavender in the four corners of a room to, to help bring up the energy. So lavender is very significant. There's lots of ways you can use it. We don't have time to go into all of them, but that's just an example of how you can use the colors a little bit. Right. So when you talk about like the colors, which I totally like, I love colors. Um, that sounded so dumb. I love colors. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I definitely believe in, in certain colors. I mean, even psychology has tested this, that it does certain things to the brain. Um, which is why like a lot of, I think even like they were talking about like fast food restaurants, like they're always um, red and yellow or something weird like that. Um, but when you talk about colors and switching them out every month, I mean, you're not telling people to like go and paint a wall in their apartment or their home every month. That's so. No, no. Um, when I go and do a consultation for a person, I look at the general uh, flow of energy, um, how the energy flows. Uh, and that's more advanced. What I said was a little bit more advanced than what your what your readers would or your listeners would be ready for. I look at there's 20 year cycles in 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 Chinese um, thought. 20 year cycles. Everything happens during 20 years. So during certain 20 year, I I figure out where to put your fountain. For example, the fountain can help to increase um, financial flow. Where to put um, chimes. Chimes are uh, also, they help to pull up energy. They pull up, if it's a negative energy, you want to pull it up. It's, it's just um, energetically, it pulls it up. And, and if there's a negative energy in a certain place, that will make it less. But it also, if, it's a, if there's already a positive energy, of, uh, like a financial abundance or um, a joy, there's names for it, but we're not getting into that. But it will it will make it even stronger. So chimes can be very powerful, and so can um, um, fountains. So those are things that I recommend to people after looking at their whole floor plan. And you've heard of the Bagua map, and it's just dividing your your floor plan into nine parts and looking at where uh, where the different kinds of energy flows. And it's not about uh, one size fits all. It's not about, well, this is your money corner or this is, I, I, I go deeper than that's, that's general space feng shui. I do a more individualized thing where I look at the person's energy, the person, the individual that lives there and how it harmonizes for them for the next 20 years. And so they, they want to have things placed correctly so that they can have a good energy flow it, well, if they're going to move, then then it's still a good idea. It's still a good idea to to have that in place because 
that will help them to attract a better place. Um, if, if they don't like something about this house, well, putting out your good feng shui will help you to attract a better place the next time. I love that. I think that's so interesting. And I totally think it's something that's overlooked. Like, I think we, always, I, we hear a lot about like the energy blocks within people, like within the body, right? Which I mean, that's, that is what it is. But I think it also is such environment plays such a huge part in in those energy blocks whether they're in you know in the space around you or also within your own body um and so yeah I find all of this super super fascinating so for you know an entrepreneur maybe if they have um a home office or they don't have you know they're working in their dining room or their living room or their kitchen or wherever what other types of things I know we went over you know not facing the door and the colors what else would you recommend? Well, um, trying to think. Um, I started out by getting a book. That's the ba that's the most basic things. What I teach, though, is not based on a book because that's more like cookie cutter. I I'm not a big fan of that, but. Um, like every year, the place that you put your fountain changes, and a bubbling fountain um, is important. That's a very basic thing. I can tell you that for this year, uh, the fountain should be placed in the west of a, of your office or of your living room. If you put your fa fountain there and um, that will help to support your financial abundance. It's not gonna, it's not gonna be the same next year, but I can give you that tip for for now. And I highly recommend getting someone to come in and do your, do your feng shui and, and get the specific advice. Um, mm -hmm. Plants, you know, there's plants, certain, certain areas that are better for plants. Um, well, for good relationships, I can just, a general tip would be plants with rounded leaves. If you have in your office, um, I, I like to give this example because it was a personal experience. 
um, plants with sharp, like we have here in the Southwest, we have a lot of uh, desert plants which are spiky. That can lead to, to poor relationships. I mean, that, that, that creates sharp relate, sharpness. Oh. Can, arguments can lead to, you know, just discord among between people. So especially, um, it's not saying you can't ever have those, but especially at the door, if you're going to put any, any plant near the door, put a round plant with rounded leaves. Um, what happened was I had an accountant. Uh-oh. And he, um, <laughs> he I, I looked in, and he was new. I looked in, and it, when I walked into his office, there was this plant was dying. And it, it had spiky leaves. Um, and I recommended that he try and, and, and just at least clean up the dead leaves and find something that's alive. Because that's another thing. You have a plant that's died. You're, 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 and the energy is dead. And so you're, you're not attracting good energy into the space. Well, that was one thing. The, the other thing is that he had a picture. Uh, yeah, I didn't mention about mirrors. But here's a good example of what, what to avoid in feng, feng shui is, is with mirrors. Just be careful of what they reflect. Because mirrors double what they reflect. So uh, he had, on one wall, he had a picture of, a um, beautiful picture of a mountain with snow on the top. And water represents uh, flow. Right. Financial flow. Well, frozen, frozen water is like frozen assets. And so he not only had that mountain with snow on the top, he had a, a mirror reflecting it. So I can only imagine that he... He talked about how he, he had clients that would just come, not do any of their work. They just come with a bag of receipts and just expect him to figure it out. Mm. Well, um, that has a lot to do with his environment in the in the in the opening in the in the opening office. I mean, he worked in the back, but still, people aren't going to feel that welcome. People are there. He's not going to be able to handle the uh, the finances as well as he could. Um, I let him do it that one year, but I, I said, you got to change this. Uh, you've got to change it, make it a little more inviting and a little more, you know, positive for yourself. And, uh, he didn't, he, he said he would, but he didn't do anything. So he, oh my was, gosh. he was an older guy. So I, you know, it, it, it's okay. I just found another accountant. <laughs> um, but that's a, that's another good example. Just if, when you have a mirror, just be sure it's reflecting something that you want. Like for example, a mountain that's that has um, maybe a sun on the top, or maybe it's green, or maybe it has a like a stream. flowing water, a flowing stream coming. Right. That would be good. And then that would be fine to have a mirror reflecting that because that's your, you're bringing in good energy, but reflecting frozen water on a mountain um, mountain represents strength. And so that's, that's a very good image for a business to have. Right. You mentioned something, it was like a bub, you said bubbly fountain or fountain. What is that? What is that? A fountain? Well, yeah, I get, I get know what a fountain is, but like, you are, is there like a specific type of fountain that you have? Just, just a, um, like a water feature. Yeah. It's a water. It's a water. The, um, the, the, the bigger you get, the more flow you get, but you can use small 
small ones too. I found a really um, nice small one that, you know, sometimes you don't want big flow. Sometimes things can happen so fast that you, you, can, you can't deal with all the flow, but, but just do something that, that maybe represents how you want to move into it. If you want just a, a gentle flow to in slightly increase your, your, your flow in your business, that would be, you know, you'd get a smaller fountain. Or if you, if you want a, a bigger flow, then you can add a bigger flow. But just remember, it's not just about the, the environment. It's also about taking actions. You know, you, right. you do the bo both together and tune into yourself and think, feel, feel into what kind of flow do I want? What kind do I need? What, what can I, you know, what, what is this, what would actually work well in my room, in my office, in my living room? So it, it, it has to kind of balance. That's what. Right. Well, it's just, about. it's just like manifestation. Like what is that Jim Carrey quote or whatever, where he's like, you can't manifest and then go and eat a sandwich. Like there has to be some action action behind what you're doing and I totally believe that even I'm sure even with feng shui you can't have all of these you know think these features in your in your home and then choose to be around toxic people or like you know not work on the things that you actually want to to happen so absolutely yeah it all kind of it all kind of flows together but the feng shui features do help things just clear the way for synchronicities to happen. It, it, mm -hmm. It's really beautiful to see. I, when I first started, I was having a really hard time. Um, I was in a job that was not right for me and it was not right for my education. I had, I was working in a, I, I have a master's degree in early childhood education, worked in that field for, quite a few years and um, because I was living in in another country for a while when I came back I didn't have a job so I found myself working in a, um, a a place where I I had to listen to people yelling at kids and kids uh, screaming babies crying changing diapers and it just was very difficult and watching them feed them foods I had to feed them foods it was just totally out of harmony with who I am and the difference that I want to make in the world. But when I discovered feng shui, I, I said, well, I've got to try something different. This is just not working. Depressed, not bringing in enough money to pay the bills and not living my true calling in this world. So when I started implementing some of the feng shui just from a book, the first thing that happened is that my my depression lifted because mm -hmm. that was a biggie because without without having a positive mindset you you it's hard to move forward and I had I was trying to build a business in my in my free time and it, there just was not really any free time so I had to just work against <laughs> trying to find something good in what I was what you know focus on something to be grateful for and I am grateful for the income that it provided but um then one day i didn't i didn't really tell you about my story so i'm going to get into a little bit into the story if that's okay yeah, yeah absolutely so one day i was 
well, I had decided I'm going to give feng shui a try. Started with a book, but then one day I was surfing the internet and I was looking for some clues to what I could do different or to improve things. And I happened upon this woman that was being interviewed um, about how her life had been transformed just by moving her bed. And this woman was beautiful and her name is Marie Diamond. She was actually in the movie, The Secret. She's the one known as the secret behind the secret because it wasn't flowing when she came on the scene. It wasn't flowing. Anyway, that's her story. My story is that I was so impressed with her energy and with what she was saying, how just a simple thing, um, changing her bed, moving her bed, transformed her life. Her story was that she was being bullied. She had no friends. She was um, she was very spiritual, actually praying a lot. But she everything, nothing was working, kind of like my situation. And but when she moved, she she had a spiritual teacher. That person, and she asked, "Well, why am I having such a hard time when I?" pray so much when I'm so spiritual and he said well you just have bad feng shui and so he showed her how to move the bed put up some better images on the wall and it took maybe just a day or two when those bullies and those mean kids became her friends so it transformed that energy so dramatically that she that she she started getting friends and she found her first boyfriend and it, during that year she was she was uh, about 15 years old so you know and she's been practicing ever since so that that was how i was just so blown away by what i heard i said i just have to find out more this is something there's something to this and right. i started um taking her courses there was a course available i started taking it i started implementing it um the things that i was learning and and within i'd say within a month i was uh, able to figure out a way to retire um pack up my home and rent it out and move to albuquerque where i currently live it was quite a story of how i mean how i who was afraid to drive. I drove four hours, drove myself up to Albuquerque, and then things just started, um, they started changing. I'm not gonna say it was easy all at once, all of a sudden, like everything was, you know, no struggle, but right. it was steadily, steadily um, upward, and steadily I was starting to, to um, able to create more of what I wanted in life, and today, I'm I'm very happy to say that I am able to work from home. I mean, that's what I discovered in, in that short period of time. I found a way to work from home and just attract uh, more of what I want in life. So I tripled my income within the first um, the first two years, and so that I came to Albuquerque. So it's it's not been that long that I, that I've been here. So I'm still going upward, and I'm still learning more. But I'm so grateful to have these these strategies and I really love sharing them with other entrepreneurs. I love working with, with light workers. I love working with people who want to make a difference in the world. 
and creatives, those are my people. Those are my tribe. So yeah, that's amazing. And I loved how you talked. You were like super honest about it too. You're like, it wasn't, you know, super easy. It wasn't like this all happened overnight. Like I think life does move pretty quickly. Like I think there's so much transformation that can happen in six months, a year, two years, um, when you're really committed and you're really focused and you really have that desire, but it also, it's difficult. Like that kind of transformation, like you were saying, you had your challenges, you were scared to drive, but you were like, I got to do this. You know, I got to drive my four hours to our It was like, I allowed my vision to be bigger than my fears. Yes. That's what what had to happen. I was, you know, and I compare it. I wrote a book about my experience. It was like, almost like uh, Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz, where (laughs) she went in that house and the hurricane went round and round and round and it landed in a strange land. And um, that's what happened to me. I, I, I didn't know much about Albuquerque. This is all new. And so that was a pretty courageous act. But I, like I said, I allowed... The, the vision to be bigger than my fears. And that's what, um, because I also had faith in what I was doing. I had faith that I'm doing the right thing, that the, that the feng shui is, is going to work mm-hmm. and it's going to going to little by little along with the aff- affirmations. Um, affirmations and, um, and just learning where things flow at first, well one of the reasons it was difficult is because I, I i i wasn't able to get into my own place so that's always a challenge so for like people who are like students mm-hmm. living in a dorm you could still do your feng shui it's not going to be the same as going uh having your own place but i did manifest my own place now i have my own place and now i have a much better feng shui and now it's it's easy for me to go out and network i mean you know it it took some learning it took some learning i i have to be honest but it things are like (laughs) at least 100 percent better than the way they were you know right well i i love that quote you said you know your vision was greater than your fears and i don't think a lot of people understand that like fear is always going to be there always like there's always going to be that little trickle of fear at at every level that you you move in into in your life um the fear changes but I, I love that you talk about like that vision and having the faith in in what you are doing and I think faith is so important like not only in a spiritual sense but just like having faith in like what you want and knowing like this is going, you have, it's like literally, I mean, it's kind of like a, what is it, a double entendre when you talk about blind faith, because <laughs> like, faith is blind in some, in some aspects. Um, but, go ahead. I, no, go ahead. Go ahead. It's about um, having a vision. When I was working with the children, um, I I had a feeling and I had a, concept that I was was meant to serve the world in a bigger way Mm. it's about the difference that you want to make in the world and it's about discovering what is that difference that you want to make because it can be a struggle if you're not clear 
on how you want to serve. And I, I try to do what my teacher says, and that is to lean into my purpose in every morning, ask, how can I be of service and what am I meant to do today? Rather than um, just, um, I think if you're not clear, things can become a little muddled and you can have a little bit of, you can be unsure of what your next step is. But if you know what the big vision is, you just have to figure out what the steps are to get there. Yeah. That makes sense. No, absolutely. And I loved how you talked about being of service and knowing what your purpose is. Like, could you imagine uh, how wonderful our world would be if every single person was doing, it was fulfilling their purpose and felt fulfilled in what the, in the work that they were doing? Um, like our world would be, it would be a complete 180 from what it is now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think a lot of women, you know, female entrepreneurs decide to go into business for themselves because they have the, the desire to figure out what their purpose is and also to serve, serve the world and change the world through the work that they're doing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of women are, are seeing that and they're wanting to do it. Um, I just wanted to add here that this 2019 is a very, um, from a Chinese astrology perspective, it's a very important year for women. Um, my teacher predicted this and we're seeing it happen is that women would support each other we would band together to make changes in the world mm -hmm. i think that it gives me the chills when i think about that how that's really actually happening women are standing oh, not always pretty, not always pretty but we are making changes and women are standing up for what's right in the world yeah and i see this i i don't think i've actually talked about this i've told my really good girlfriends about this but um when I first got into meditation, one of the first like vision, not that like anyone who's never meditated, you don't have like these weird visions. Like <laughs> this was just like my experience. I was, I, I kind of went into like a really deep meditation and I had a vision and I couldn't see faces, but I remember I was sitting in a circle full of women and I couldn't see their faces. I couldn't really see what was going on, but there was like a big fire in the middle. And I remember sitting there being like, okay, don't know who these people are. And I was like, so what's the point? And so then I, I dove into like, well, how am I feeling in this meditation? And I was feeling loved. I was feeling supported. I was feeling connected. I was feeling like just all of these really just powerful emotions of like being connected to women. And I like at that time didn't really understand what was happening, but it was like, it, I always came back to that for like days and days after it was like this feeling of like, Oh, these women like really love me and they connect with me and they're supporting me and I'm supporting them. So even if, you know, to, to solidify Connie's point, like even if you're, you know, not on making headlines and making, you know, the news every night of, of women's issues, but within your own community, within yourself, if you're out there supporting women, you are 
you're aligned with what with what, exactly what Connie just said is is this support of of women and this change for women exactly and that's this year is is where when the energy is stronger for that so that's why we're we're actually seeing more of it than we have in the past and it'll get stronger even as we get farther into the year but but i've seen i mean we've seen evidences of like the number of women being appointed pointed to um you know high places in the government so it's 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 changing and it's still it's still there's a little, too many things there's many things that need to change but the the main thing is that we are standing up and women are standing up for for what's right in the world absolutely also, talk about children you know children um having a place in in this year as well it, it it was true last year but it's even more true this year um and to if you have children to listen to them because they have a wisdom and i know that's always true but it's even more so this year. Oh yeah, I children are like so direct, like because they have no fluff, they have no like desire to, you know, smooth things over. The the intention isn't to like, you know, smooth things over or make the conversation about them or or anything like that. It's very like yeah, they're just a little bit more connected than than adults are. I think they they. You know, adults sometimes try to cover it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't have children, but I see, like, even, you know, they're just so honest and, like, open, and they tell you exactly what they're feeling. Um, so, yeah, that's a really smart a smart thing to pick up on. So to kind of wrap this up, Connie, why don't you tell everyone where on the internet they can find you and how you specifically work with people? Okay, well, I have a website, and it's just my name, uh, Connie Knudsen, C-O-N-N-I-E-K-N-U-D-S-O-N, so www.conniekanudsen.com. They can find um, some tips there. They can sign up for a, I I have um, an Attract Financial Abundance session. It's free. You can sign up for that and we'll set up a Zoom call to for me to give you some specific tips uh, from what I see in your environment and some general tips that, that you can use. So that's uh, if you want to, to receive a free gift from me. If you are wanting to take the next step, you would also go to my website. Um, www.conniekanudsen.com. You can also get my book there. Um, but the way I work with people, I work both in, I can do it either in person going to your home or I do it online. I also do it online and you would send me your floor plan and your date of birth. And I, from there, I can give you, just tell you exactly where to place things for, for your 20 years your cycle and also special tips for 2019 that we're in because it does change every year. So I would love to support any of uh, your readers who would be interested to take it to the next level, or if they just want to get some, um, you know, have a a little free time with me um, and I share what I can in, you know, a short session, 30, 30 to 45 minute session. Um, to just share some things that you might be interested in learning. 
Yay. And I will have the link to Connie's website in the show notes. So if you guys are on iTunes, you can just slide up and then the link to Connie's website will be right there and you can just click it and it'll bring you directly to her website. Um, yeah, well, thank you so much, Connie, for being here today and, and chatting with us about feng shui. Well, thank you, Brie. It's been, it's been a joy. It's been really so much fun for me to share some of the things that I've learned over the past few years. And, um, I'm learning, I learn every day. So <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah. One more thing. If you love this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Head over to my Instagram and tag me at Living Breely with you listening to this episode. I'd love to hear from you, see you, connect with you, and know which episodes and interviews you're finding valuable. For any courses, freebies, or blog posts mentioned in this episode, you can head over to livingbreely.com or check out the show notes below.